1: from Blue Wire Studios today, so you're ready for the August premiere.
0: They bring the double at Booker. Book, on the spin, fires for the win! <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Ladies
3: and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you do.
2: days ago, we were on the mic and we said, uh, we'll be back next week unless something crazy happens. Something crazy happened. Something crazy happened. Something really crazy happened. Not just a buzzer beater. No.
3: So a- much more than that. <laughs> a career-defining moment for a player that is blossoming into to just potentially the greatest Phoenix Sun of all time. Obviously not yet. Has to get to the playoffs first, but but trending in that direction uh, and a buzzer beater over contested heavily contested over two of the greatest defenders of our era uh i'm at a loss for words an amazing performance by devin booker tonight as the suns continue with the magic and are now 3
2: and 0 in the bubble 3 and 0 oh in the bubble in a very very unlikely way they they've been favored for one game and they and they did win that game but they went on to win two much much more difficult games against two very good teams Dallas being a team that still wants to win and the Clippers they were trying in this game right it wasn't like the Nets beating the Bucks where Giannis didn't play the whole second half basically and it was just a, a fake basketball game this was real this was a team attempting to win and this was Devin Booker taking it personally in a way that we haven't seen he finished the game with 35 points eight assists four rebounds and only 25 shots incredible incredible performance by the way only two turnovers, which I think is important to point yes. out for Devin Booker because he has struggled in some games uh, with turnovers. In this game, he had eight assists and two turnovers uh, against Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who were his primary defenders because Patrick Beverly, who started the game against him, went out with some sort of hamstring issue. Uh, that means that he was matched up against... Maybe the two best wing defenders in the NBA. I'm not mm-hmm. even sure. I guess Giannis is I mean, no, Canada's Giannis everything.
3: totally has an argument. But but yeah, what he did tonight is insane. And just uh, the Suns also defensively preventing Kawhi and, and Paul George from getting anything going all game long. I thought your brother said it best. For anyone who didn't see the tweet, I'm just going to read out the text he sent <laughs> you, which is that's a finals contender, people. They turned PG-13 into E for everyone. Uh, <laughs> credit to him because I thought that was really funny. But yeah, man, Devin Booker continuing. This is the third game in a row. Um, The stakes just keep increasing with with every performance as he takes on better and better teams. But I just calculated the stats because they're not even updated yet. So far in the bubble, he's averaging 30.1 points, four rebounds, 5.3 assists, 47% from the field, and 45% from three-point range. He had six threes a little over (laughs) halfway through this game, and he ended the game with six threes, wasn't able to hit that seventh one unfortunately but obviously did end the game on on a crazy note and it wasn't just it wasn't just the buzzer beater either 30 seconds before that he had a clutch mid-range bucket um ISO, he, he yeah. had i don't have the shot chart in front of me but he had like four clutch mid-range heavily contested baskets in yeah. the final 4 or 5 minutes of this game it was
2: just insane and he started out extremely well uh from from the three point line And then he took a knee. I think this is important to remember. He went knee-to-knee with Zubach, and he was down on the ground for a while. In fact, he he spent a little time walking back to the lock. I don't know. Is there a locker room? I guess there's probably a locker room. Uh, To check on him, he stayed in the game, hit a few shots, but was struggling from mid-range a little bit after that. And then the fourth quarter came, and he picked it all up again, and he finished him off in one of the most impressive performances of his career. In fact uh recently we passed five years with Devin Booker you and I did a podcast about the biggest moments that we could think of from each season of Devin Booker's career we chose the all-star appearance from this season I I don't know I I almost feel like this is more impressive it's just so so unlikely it's one game
3: and it's 10 minutes later um, so I don't want to get too carried away, but it depends entirely on the context of, of... The the Suns actually have a chance now. A week ago, there was a very good chance that they weren't even going to get this far. For them to start 3-0, and um, and by the way, they've officially passed the Sacramento Kings. They've officially passed one team in the standings, at least for now. They're now the 12th seed, and they're one game back of the 9th seed. Potentially, um, it could get even a little bit closer, I think, if Portland loses to Houston in a couple of hours after we record this. So... Mm-hmm. They have a chance at this point. Like, it's it's a real chance now. They're not the favorites by any means, but if the Suns go on and, and actually somehow uh, get all the way to the ninth seed, then yeah, this this moment is going to be remembered very, very fondly, not just by Suns fans, but by everyone nationally for a very long time. And as proof of that, just take to your Twitter feeds if you have one after the game. The instant thing that I noticed is not just the, the media outlets covering this, not just the Suns fans going insane, but the number of players who were going out of their way to praise book. And I think we saw this to an extent uh, when he made his first all-star appearance. Players like Damian Lillard came to his defense and and talked about how big of a fan they were of his game. And now you saw it again. Bradley Beal talked about how much of a bad man he is. DeMarcus Cousins gave him a shout-out. J.J. Redick gave him a shout-out. And to me, that's just evidence that People, players, which is the important part, are taking notice of what the Phoenix Suns are doing in the bubble right now. And that's very important. It gives the Suns an actual reason for them to be there beyond just trying to make the playoffs, which obviously they want to do. But even in still the 95% chance that they miss the playoffs, people are taking note of the resilience and the fight in their game. And if they rack up enough games like this, there are going to be more free agents who want to come and play with Devin Booker. There are going to be uh, more players who are open to trades to Phoenix to go and play with Devin Booker as well.
2: Yep, that's right, and I think uh, Devin Devin Booker, obviously the storyline right now, but how impressive Ricky Rubio has been, how impressive Mikhail Bridges has been, Mikhail Bridges, by the way, the reason Devin Booker had an opportunity, uh, basically the Chris, Chris Bosh rebound, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the famous Chris Bosh rebound that allowed Ray Allen to tie up the finals, that was kind of what Mikhail Bridges did here, but in true Mikhail Bridges fashion, it was a steal, uh, because that's what he does. Uh, because the Suns had a chance to win. Booker was trapped. He dumped it off to Ayton, who found Rubio in the corner. Rubio missed a short took, shot took a over Paul George. Shot. Yes, a wild shot, I think, yeah. looking for a foul, which is something you can't do in a last-second scenario, just period. You can't really do it. Uh, and then the Clippers got the rebound. Zubac got the rebound. Mikhail Bridges somehow deflected the outlet pass, and then the whole game changed from there. Devin Booker... With the shot clock winding down, by the way, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, both on him, turning over his left shoulder, uh, which is a difficult thing to do, and taking an insanely, insanely difficult shot, mid-range shot, and then swishing it. I mean, all of this was very impressive, but I think you're right. I think the the most encouraging thing about the three games that we've seen so far, one of course they still have a chance to make the playoffs and and it just that goes away so quickly as soon as a loss comes if it does. But making an impression on the NBA when there's not a whole bunch of games happening at a time, at most is two games happening at once. This game was on NBA TV, a rare thing for the Phoenix Suns to be able to do that in a time where everyone is watching i think is important for yes. the team going forward if yes. if you're Christ- if you're christian wood at home watching right now not <laughs> even in the bubble at, right exactly. and, you're, and you're watching this if you're Danilo gallinari and you're watching this like maybe it becomes davis bertons and you're Davis-Bertons, watching Davis-Bertons,
3: this. right just it, there are going to be free agents out there this this offseason who the suns need to try to attract the training facility is a great start um, but ultimately you want to have the personnel that the players are comfortable playing with and Devin Booker's the type of face that just Phoenix has never really had before. Yeah, not since Steve Nash at least.
2: Sports are coming back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners bet online. Check out all the odds, futures and props to bet on all available 24 7. And with the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like to play without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, someone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other discounts. Go to Deal Dash.com and use the offer code TIMELINE or Deal fm slash TIMELINE. That's D E A L D A S H fm slash uh, timeline the funny thing about this game i went into it thinking okay cam johnson's got to do some work offensively because he's probably gonna get burned on defense and he and he did <laughs> to be fair uh but he went one for five from three i'm not blaming any of this on cam johnson here i think it's a difficult game even when cam johnson is missing his spacing provides something important to the Phoenix Suns because of how quickly he gets his shot off and how tall he is, it requires a defender to stay close to him at all times. But DeAndre Ayton was one for two from three. Devin Booker was six for nine from three. Mikhail Bridges was three for four from three. And Ricky Rubio was three for four from three. Even Frank Kaminsky made a three <laughs> in this game.
3: Uh, a three that I remember we really needed. I think it was a one-point yeah. game at that point. Absolutely. And it was late in the third quarter the thing I was going to say, Frank only played eight minutes and Javon Carter only played 10 minutes in this one. Yeah. Uh, In our last episode... Almost a seven-man
2: rotation. Exactly.
3: Our (laughs) last episode, we talked about how Monty had trimmed it down to an eight-man rotation and it surprised us a little bit. In this one, it it was basically a seven-man rotation. And I think that the two guys to credit there, um, Campaign and Dario Saric, both of them have been consistent uh, in all three bubble games so far. And I don't necessarily expect that. Like, I don't expect them always to both play well in every game. But when they do... Uh, I I calculated it again. Dario's averaging 14 and 7 off the bench in the bubble so far. He's shooting 56% from the field. Campaign is giving you 10, 3, and 3. He's hitting Mm -hmm. in rhythm threes to generate momentum for the offense every game now. Um, And as long as those two keep clicking, you can survive on a seven-man rotation when every game is an elimination game. Um, and just right. kind of just kind of take this and keep the status quo. Maybe keep Javon Carter in there for 10 minutes a game. So it is kind of an eight-man rotation for the hustle. Oh, I yeah. think Javon Carter's been been really good in that sort of limited role. But mostly it, yes. the, the guys who are actually out there kind of closing out games and, and playing upwards of 20 minutes, that's going to be seven main guys. Um, and I think we've solidified who those guys are at this point.
2: Yeah, I think so too. And I think you're right about Javon Carter. I think Javon Carter... Uh, obviously was excellent in the previous game against Dallas. But in this game, uh, basically, Monty Williams just kind of sicked him on uh, on Lou Williams and just kind of said, go get Lou Williams. <laughs> Stop him at all costs. Uh, chase him all the way down the court, full court. And that's what he did. And I think that's important to do. And I think it's another reason why... Javon Carter is still a good third guard. Like I would like Javon Carter to stay on this team in the future. Maybe the role he's in right now, where he's sort of behind campaign as far as mm-hmm. uh, ball handling, is, is where you can keep him. Especially if he hits threes. He's still struggling yeah. a little bit to hit threes in the in the bubble so far. But I just I think that it's nice to have somebody like that that you can just unleash onto specific. Uh, offensive players and just harass them for five, six minutes at a time.
3: No, I totally agree. But it's a team effort, too. And, you know, I think Cam has been campaign that is, has been also just really good at that. I don't know that there's a player uh, who's consistently closing out to contest shots harder than campaign that I that I can personally identify in the Suns right now. I guess Mikhail Bridges, but but outside of Mikhail Bridges, he's been that good. And there were some lineups in today's game where Devin Booker went to the bench and I thought, oh, fuck, here comes the run uh, and, and this is going to be it. And lineups of Cam Payne and Javon Carter at one point is w- what I think they had out there. They were able to hold on to the lead with just that because of how much those two were hustling um, and applying pressure on the ball in the backcourt. It was, it was actually really impressive. But I do have a question for you, Mike. Something I noticed in this game, the Suns really did a, a lot of staggering um, of lineups with Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden. And in this game in particular, it worked because of how efficient DeAndre's mid-range right, was. Like, right. this was a game where it was really on. But if you look at that shot chart, like, that's most of what he was doing. He wasn't taking dribbles. Again, he he shot the ball 18 times and only had mm-hmm. one free-throw attempt. Um so in this game, it worked. Uh, there were there were those lineups where Devin Booker was off the floor and DeAndre Ayton was really the anchor point for the offense. And I thought the Suns were going to lose it, but but it worked in this one. Do you have any opinions on how DeAndre Ayton was was playing offense in this game?
2: Well, one thing I will say is the Clippers are so good at blowing up pick and rolls because what what was happening fairly regularly in this game is. Rubio and Booker, their minutes were also staggered a bit as well, and that meant that when Booker was out of the game, a lot of the time of with DeAndre and on the court without Devin Booker was shared with Ricky Rubio, and it's so difficult to play a pick and roll when the defenders are Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Jamichael Green. Like there's there's just so many of these guys that can blow up pick and rolls and make it really difficult Hmm. to get shots close to like catch. You know the the type of lobs that we like from DeAndre Ayton, so I think that right. this is a specific team that makes it difficult to do the t- kind of things that you would want to do when an offense is now centered around a Ricky Rubio DeAndre Ayton combination. Uh, so I don't like that. I don't like a lot of the mid range shots. I genuinely believe that if all of those mid range shots came from the three point line, I wouldn't be super mad about it because because it seems like at this t- at this time he's still being left almost completely wide open from the three point line every time he catches. It yeah. There.
1: Well.
3: The one the one that he made, he was left alone and he had to hesitate. And, and then he took it after he hesitated and still made it. Um, yeah, and the one he missed yeah, they're, as they're well. <laughs> totally, they do, and the one he missed as well. They don't believe in his ability at this point. So he has to prove them wrong, for sure. Because teams are going to keep playing him like that. Yeah,
2: and I think... I, I mean, I don't want to downplay this in any way. The amount of things that had to go right in order for the Suns to win this game almost felt like a disney movie
3: <laughs> well this uh, and and that's why this that's why we are so proud of this team right now right because it does feel like a disney movie the make no mistake the phoenix suns are not a better team than the los angeles clippers if they played a hundred times the clippers would probably win 70 or 80 times yeah but today uh in this specific instance the Suns showed fight and they were the better team and it would have been so easy for them uh, especially because the Clippers, like, the, the Clippers got off to a good start in this one and they were up by like six or seven mm-hmm. points very early in the first quarter. And the Suns started the game shooting like two for ten and their shot clearly wasn't falling. I don't think Cam Johnson or Mikhail Bridges, either of them got a single shot to fall until like the second or third quarter, probably the second mm-hmm. quarter. It would have been so easy for the Suns to just curl up in a hole and die. And, like, that would have been it, and their playoff chances would have been—they wouldn't have been literally mathematically eliminated, but it would have been very, very close at this point. So for them to be able to battle back—and it took both Booker uh, and his offense being on in the lineups that he was in, but also Aiton carrying the load offensively in, in some lineups mm-hmm. when Booker was on the bench—it uh, took it took everyone working together. Three-point shots were dropping. Some of the Clippers' shots were, were not. Had, like A lot of
2: the three-point shots
3: were not. Twenty-five assists to eight turnovers, mm-hmm. like that's a thing that the Suns have normalized this year. That's not normal mm-hmm. for NBA teams. Twenty-five assists to eight turnovers—that's a that's a ratio of more than three to one. Mm-hmm. That is not normal for teams to do that. The Phoenix Suns are like the only team in in the NBA that does that. Yeah. Um, Frank Kaminsky was a
2: plus eight. <laughs> that's the type of thing that happened in this game. I in order for it to, I didn't notice that. I, I mean, yeah, because he was it's so brutal to watch when he makes mistakes. They're so glaringly obvious, uh, that it's hard to do. And I will say this, it's really a shame that this team has so few games this year where everyone was healthy. Because if you look at the, the shortened rotation that we're now seeing, you just picture some of those minutes that, uh, even campaign Dario Saric, Javon Carter, Frank Kaminsky, you picture those minutes eaten up by Aaron Baines and Kelly Oubre, uh, in a short rotation, this team is pretty good. Like, it's it's a little deeper than you would have anticipated. One of the reasons the Suns mm-hmm. struggled with depth so much this season, one of the reasons the bench was so bad was a 25-game suspension by DeAndre and immediately followed by a really difficult injury by Aaron Baines that not only knocked him out but knocked his three-point shot out for a few games when he finally came back. Uh, along with difficulty from the point guard position, as we all know, now that the sort of staggering has worked out and Cameron Payne has sort of stead, he's solidified. I don't, I don't want to use that word too confidently. The backup point guard position. It's interesting to think about how the rotations would look if they were fully healthy. Uh, You know, I don't know when this ride is going to end, but it sure is fun so far.
3: (laughs) It's so fun. It's the perfect ride so far. And And I think even if the Suns weren't doing this well, I'm really glad to see how successful the bubble has been as an experiment so far. Yeah. And just the idea, like, you know, normally we have summer league in the summer in a normal year where there isn't a global pandemic. Um, but if you gave people normal kind of midsummer basketball like this, no matter what the teams are, they would get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you're starting to see like the Suns are the fun, scrappy underdog story of the league right now. And you're going to start to see a lot more mainstream attention. Um, coming from kind of all sides for as long as this streak continues so we're going to go into Thursday it's going to be a crazy matchup against TJ Warren and the Pacers yeah that's and, right. Uh, and we'll see we'll see they've got all the momentum right now and that's what's sexy in this league so we'll see if they can keep it up
2: yeah shout out to the NBA for making this incredibly exciting and shout out to Devin Booker because not only was he incredible at the end of the game here I think that anyone who knows anything about this team and about the NBA and about the Clippers knew that if the Suns were going to have any chance to win this game, they needed a superhuman effort from Devin Booker. And you could tell from the moment that that game tipped that Devin Booker understood that and he understood the responsibility that he had to this team. And to be able to perform with that kind of pressure is incredible. We're very lucky to watch it.
3: It's insane. I mean, I came into this game thinking that they needed a, a superhuman performance from someone else cuz I thought like asking Devin Booker's an amazing talent. He's probably the the most well-rounded scorer in the NBA. Uh, but asking him to drop 30 plus on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I thought it was just too much. Mm-hmm. I was expecting him to come in. I was hoping for 20 or 25. And then I thought to myself, if we're going to win this game, Ayton needs to give us 25 in this game, or Rubio needs to give us 25, or Cam Johnson needs to hit eight threes in Marcus Morris's face. <laughs> like something crazy needs to happen. None of that even happened. Other players played well, but but for Devin Booker to rise to the occasion and be the guy once again for the Suns, um, there should be no question of of his impact on winning basketball at this point, I hope.
2: Absolutely not. Do you have any other thoughts before we end this one?
3: I think that's it. This is going to be a short one. It's just our initial reactions to the game. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, stick around for the ride. Yeah, who knows? It's really fun. Maybe we'll have to maybe
2: we'll have to record one after the Pacers game too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe
1: Booker, this is for the win. Got it! Wow!
0: (laughs) What a shot!